Pats pals, Foxborough friends, football freaks, and gridiron geeks. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of New England Training Camp Live for Monday, August 16th, 2021. How are we doing, everybody? This is your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens, coming to you live from the New England Training Camp Studios, part of the WEEI Sports Radio Network, and of course, Odyssey Sports. We got a lot coming up for you today because the Patriots have just finished up their first of two joint practices with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles, Super Bowl 52 and 39 rivals down in Philadelphia. We're going to get some great insight and firsthand perspective from 94.1 WIP sports writer extraordinaire and 94 WIP, of course, I apologize. And don't you forget that he is the co-host of Go Birds, an Eagles podcast. Uh, Elliot Shore Parks will be joining us in just a couple of minutes. He was down there today, got a good look at what he described in one of his latest tweets right here. Here we go from just an hour ago at Elliot Shore Parks. Day one of hashtag Eagles practice versus Patriots is over. Eagles dominated both sides of the ball. Really good day for Jalen Hurts. Ooh, really Jalen Hurts to read that. Uh, not a great day for the Patriots receivers. Not a great day for the Patriots defensive backs. And not necessarily a great day for either of the quarterbacks. And I know you guys are dying to get some insight on what's going on in Lights, Cameron, Maction. The greatest show in NFL preseason right now. The battle for QB1 with the New England Patriots. Speaking of which, I'd just like to share some thoughts real quick on all the rookie quarterback action that we got this weekend in the first of three weeks of preseason games for the 2021 NFL season. It started last Thursday night with Mac Jones getting that rock star ovation when he made his way onto the field at Gillette following Cam Newton going four for seven. Mac with his 13 for 19, 87 yard performance, which some people have heralded as the greatest performance of all time in Patriot preseason history. People up in New England are so excited for Mac Jones. They can't wait for him to take over as the starter of the Patriots. But of course, it seems like Cam Newton, beloved by Bill Belichick and some in Patriots Nation, is still entrenched as the starter. We'll get to his thoughts in just a couple minutes as to what he said today at the tail end of the joint practice between the Eagles and the Patriots. However, this weekend, we saw action from, in addition to Mac Jones, we also saw Trey Lance out in San Francisco, who is nipping at the heels of Jimmy the GQB, it sounds like. He had that 80-yard touchdown pass there's a good chance if I had an arm as strong as his, I probably could have completed it because that guy was wide open on that play. We saw Zach Wilson get his first looks for the New York Jetropolitans. And I got to tell you, honestly, looked pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. He did. He's quick. He's got a quick release. I know he's super athletic. He's a heady kid. I do not think they have uh, Sammy Squarejaw, a.k.a. Sammy the Lego quarterback 2.0. This kid might be the answer for the Jets. And if you're an AFC East rival, or if you're particularly the New, York, New England Patriots, you are got to be thinking, like, what am I going to do? Like, life hasn't been normal enough the past 20 months. What am I going to do if the Jets are actually, you know, good? Because they got receivers and Corey Davis and Elijah Moore has been drawing raves. And, and now they might have a quarterback. That's pretty wild. Good first look. I know, again, it's early. It's only the first of preseason, three preseason games, but looking pretty sharp, as they like to say. We also saw Justin Fields make his debut for the Bears. They are equally as excited to get him on the field. No offense to the red rifle, uh, Andy Dalton, who's been named the starter by Matt Nagy out there. He, he's fast, man. He's, he's like a, he's like almost, 
It's almost like when you watch Justin Fields, it's like, what if we had the body of Cam Newton, but the quick of Russell Wilson? Uh, he just really is an absolute specimen. Uh, good arm. Granted, he too threw a wide open pass. I think it was to their third tight end, Jesse James. They're loaded on tight ends, by the way, out that way with Komet uh, and Jesse James. Um, and uh, Just like stacked out there. That Bears might actually be pretty good at this one. They got Jimmy Graham as well. That's what I was forgetting. Sorry. Had a senior moment there. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. He looked good in his debut really fast. Nice boot to the end zone. Bears fans are psyched the same way Pats fans are psyched for Mac Jones. And then we also had the Sunshine. That's right. The heralded one. The number one overall pick. The, the most no-brainer quarterback prospect in years. Trevor Lawrence, who had his ups and downs in his debut. Granted, he was a little bit better than, let's say, uh, he was better in his quarterback debut in preseason game number one than Tim Tebow was at blocking, which was hilarious. Tebow blocks about as well as he throws, and that's all you need to know about that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had a, had some okay passes, had that one really nice long pass when he had about eight seconds of pass protection that Marvin Jones picked off, uh, snagged. When he, got, he mossed that one straight out of the air. He's going to be good. The Jags, not that this is really worth anything on the New England Training Camp Live show. However, if I was grabbing somebody, uh, long-term fantasy, one of those dynasty leagues, or I was just looking for a team that I could grab a couple guys from this year and just rack them and stack them, all the Jags are going to do is try and score 40 points every game because they can't stop anybody, and they are going to be oh, going for it. Gunt, like Just like an absolutely wide-open offense. So there were great looks for all of them. But in review, come Monday morning, our friends at, as I like to say, Pro Football Focus, they awarded... So far, the best starter, analytically speaking, of the rookie starters, that went to Mac Jones. And you love to see that. So Mac is in the analytical early lead overall. And, of course, in Patriot Nation, he's in the early lead in the hearts of the Foxborough Fanimals to take over. Maybe start week one? I don't know about that because here we go. All right, let's get into it. Mac versus Cam. We could talk about Ramondra Stevenson getting more looks today. That, that's nice. We could talk about Matt Judon continuing to set the tempo and the tone on the other side of the ball, making it look like he's worth all $56 million they've invested in him because he picked off a ball and he ran it to the house and then he did a somersault into the end zone. So he's got attitude and he's got energy. I love to see that on both sides of the ball and all over this newly configured, very expensive Patriots team. But it's all about Mac versus Cam. So coming off of, you know, Cam's okay performance in just two series last Thursday night, this weekend on Sunday, the Patriots have practice before they go down to Philadelphia. Uh, and, you know, Cam apparently looked pretty solid yesterday. Had some good downfield throws. Uh, but then today, he and Mac both had their struggles. Uh, we'll get, you know, some word from Elliot Shore Parks in just a couple minutes on how they struggled, why they struggled. Was it a product of their own their own looks? Was it a product of the receivers? Or was it the Eagles' defense, which sounded just flat-out dominant out there today? Um, but Cam has been, you know, he's got to know that the fans are buzzing for Mac Jones. He's got to know that it's the topic of conversation. He listens to sports radio. He reads the headlines. He's the one who recently put out uh, on his Instagram that he wants loyalty, even though he spoke to that uh, in the media today and said that had nothing to do with football and that was much more about family and friendship and the way he tries to lead his life. But I want you guys to hear this clip. So this came from this came from the post-practice presser today, impromptu in front of the little backdrop, and the usual chorus of guys, Mike Reese, Evan Lazar, Mike Giardi, um, 
Tommy Curran are out there asking him questions. And Cam gets this one question about the obvious, the inevitable, the million-dollar conversation point in Pat's Nation right now. Has he been told that he's going to be the starting quarterback? And so he gets the question and doesn't necessarily like deliver the most Belichickian, if you will, of answers. He, he answers, and to me it shows that he, he himself, someone who's just so talented, so supremely confident, has such an incredible resume. I mean, come on, guys. He's, he's Cam Newton. Uh, he answers the question, and it sounds like there might be a little doubt in his own mind beyond any sort of, you know, like I said, Belichickian, like I can't tell you guys that. Uh, take a listen to this. This is Cam responding to Tommy Curran today in the post-joint practice uh, presser about will he be the starter or not. Bill told you yet that you're starting the season opener. You gotta ask. And you know the answer to that question. So. I don't. Has he said you are, or does he just say we're taking it day to day? I mean, honestly, he said it back then, but he's kind of had a dot, dot, dot. I mean, y'all sit up here asking silly questions to me, and I'm looking at y'all with the same thing. So I don't know what y'all want me to say. No, you know that. You know he hasn't said that. So for you to just ask the question, you know, it is what it is. So every single day I'm coming out here with the anticipation to just get better, and and that's, that's the only thing that I could do. So I can control that. But as far as somebody else's analogy or interpretation of what week one is, I'm trying to focus on what tomorrow brings and even the adjustments for tonight's meeting. So. In our defense, uh, I was just going to say, in our defense, he has said a couple times, Cam's our starter. Yeah. So, and then he talks about establishing levels. So that's why we're trying to ferret out. No, I don't, I don't take it personal. Okay. I, just, I just want you guys to understand, like, everything y'all know, I know. Okay. You know, there's no, there's no hidden motives or things like that. I do know those things like that I can't worry about because each and every day I don't necessarily care about who's starting. I mostly care about, you know, making sure that I put the best product out there for me. And I know Mac is feeling the same way. I know Brian is feeling the same way and everybody else going down each and every position. So, you know, as far as week one, we got so much to to to, to worry about prior to week one. And that's, that's what my focus is right now. Mm-hmm. Interesting indeed. Like I said, Belichickian in his level of response to a certain degree, but also sounds like he didn't have one of his classic, like sort of funny, insightful, kind of witty, emotionally generous Cam Newton responses. Rather, that was sort of like a little hem, a little haw, a little dance around the topic. I'm sure, obviously, if his coach has told him he's starting, he's not going to reveal it. He's not going to blow up his own spot. But when you hear Kim talking about, you know, me, Mac, Brian, like he doesn't really care about who he's starting. Come on, Ninkovich, please. Are you kidding me? Of course he cares about starting. Uh, Mac Jones was asked that same question today, and his response was, quote, you never know when your time's going to come, so I'm just ready to keep working. Obviously, I have a lot of work to do. That's very clear. But I'm going to keep working every day. Okay, so that was quintessentially Belichickian in its response. But Cam's was a little bit more of a roundabout if you will. And uh, I just don't expect that from Cam because he is like the master of the quick wit and the funny phrases and the nicknames and good words and good vibes only, you know, and then when you read a couple of things like this, this from Mike Giardi and it was quote tweeted by Albert Breer, Giardi wrote today, 
Main takeaway from a Patriots perspective, Cam Newton was riding the struggle bus all practice long. Ball not coming out quickly and issues with accuracy. Showed up in red zone work with the ball behind Asiasi, followed by an interception the next play from linebacker Eric Wilson. Okay, there's the gritted teeth emoji um, over your headphones right now. And then Breer's quote tweet was, Mac Jones has made headway. Hard to say how many more days like this that Cam Newton can afford to have. So it's only natural. I mean, it's got to just be human nature for Cam Newton, confident, accomplished, uh, at one time spectacular, maybe though now a man who is at a, a crossroads professionally with his skill set and, and in a competition like he's never had before to just kind of necessarily be a little off his spot and not know exactly what's going on with him. I mean, everybody knows Mac Jones is going to start for the Patriots eventually that's it it's not a matter of if it's just a matter of when and that when seems to be creeping up on him more and more and more every day uh i I, i've been saying all along i absolutely think cam starts week one and then he starts well into the season could play the whole season if uh he plays really well and bill belichick is comfortable with how things are going despite the progress made by mac jones i'm gonna tell you might be hedging my bets on that one i might be walking that one back a little bit it's not a freezing cold take as of just yet but at the same time i don't know i don't know i mean mac didn't exactly light the world on fire and we'll be hearing from elliot shore parks in just a couple of minutes here on new england training camp live as to how mac looked today and what his perspective what his sort of um you know cheesesteak wit or wit wit whiz uh, perspective is on the whole entire thing that are like how did mac look how does cam look overall and what do people outside of new england think about this quarterback battle it's a tough call i mean listen there's a lot of good quarterback battles out there right now you got drew lock versus teddy bridgewater drew lock had a good weekend this weekend but i still think teddy bridgewater might very well end up winning that job because teddy two gloves is the kind of steady freddy you need when you've got an offense that is absolutely loaded with receivers, K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. Ugh, it's like an absolute, it's like a fantasy football offense. Tom Brady might be wondering if maybe he shouldn't go there and throw some passes this year. I kid, mostly because it hurts. Uh, you got Jameis Winston versus Taysom Hill <laughs> down in New Orleans. No one is the clear front runner. And that one yet maybe Jameis Winston by an inch or an edge, just a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't say he's eaten that W just yet. And Taysom Hill will definitely get some looks because of his versatility and the thing Sean Payton likes to run that offense. Uh, the injury alert, uh, let's see, who do we have that got dinged up? Jonu Smith was out there today, but he didn't practice because of that ankle injury he suffered Sunday in Foxborough. Uh, Hunter Henry was in pads today, but he did not participate fully. It's good to see that he's doing better. Nelson Aguilar was obviously back. He was out there today. Chase Winovich had his first practice today, but unfortunately... Uh, it was described as a hospital ball that Cam Newton threw over the middle in practice today, and Matt Lacoste got blowed up. He got lit up like the Griswold family Christmas tree by Derek Barnett, who's a big, bad linebacker for the Eagles. I think he, uh, he there was some early thinking that maybe he got concussed. He could be a little bit hurt. He might have been out for a couple of seconds. Uh, feel terribly that he got hurt like that. He could be out for a while. So all of a sudden, a position the Patriots went out of their way to address in the draft last year and then significantly this year in free agency, the tight end position. You may only have Keens on IR. Hunter Henry's not cleared for contact yet. John o. Smith has a dinged-up ankle. Now Matt Lacoste uh, got the head scrambler on the hit by Barnett today. You only have Devin Asiasi, and that's it right now. And that's a bit of a problem. So we'll see how the Patriots handle that 
going forward. Maybe they bring in a camp body at tight end. Uh, maybe they see if they can trade for, <laughs> I can't even say trade for Tebow. Good Lord. What a disaster. All right. It is now time to bring in our special guest on today's episode of new England training camp live joining us right now. He is, like I said, the Eagles reporter for 94 WIP and the co-host of go birds, a Philadelphia sports writer and Eagles specialist. Let's welcome in uh, from Philadelphia right now, Elliot Shore Parks. There, You can read his tweets. He'll be live tweeting the second of the joint practices on Tuesday between the Patriots and the Eagles. And if you'll just allow me a moment, wow. Oof. That was tough. That was, that was like somebody dipping their hand in cold water or like just taking a nice... I giving you a nice open face slap with a wet glove. Whatever your win expectations are of the Patriots after watching today's practice, cut them in half. Wow. That was a tough one. Uh, and also just hearing like, you got to get Mac in now. Cam starting has taken away valuable reps. Jeez. It makes me wonder now is Belichick got cam out there just so he can push Mac Jones. And then ultimately he's going to pull the trigger. This is worth the debate. My mind is starting to change. I'm getting ready for a pivot, I think, on this. Wow. That they don't have a lot of talent out there. It wasn't that they were poorly coached or disorganized. There's just not a lot of talent on that. Okay. Here. All right. Let's pump the brakes. Now you're listening to WPTB, Pump the Brakes Radio with your old pal Fitzy. Let's just stop and think for a second. No Hunter Henry out there. He's going to be huge this year. No Jonu Smith out there. He's going to be huge this year. So you got the, two, the, the Boston TE Party 2.0 is going to be the focal point. And like Elliot said, they're going to be a run-first team as well. But they're going to be the focal point of the passing attack, as will be, obviously, all the check-down Charlies and the screen passes and whatnot. So that's an element. And this is a joint practice. You're not looking to, like, show your game plan for, you know, facing Brady or if you were to make it to the Super Bowl out there today. You're looking to just get better and improve. That's what these joint practices or anything in the preseason is all about. Hmm. Interesting. We'll have to revisit that one. Uh, whether we're doing another podcast or back on the radio or someplace else, I'm going to hold Elliot to that. I can't wait to see how both teams finish nine and eight or 10 and seven for the Eagles competing with WFT for the NFC least. How about that? Good follow. Good talk with Elliot. Appreciate that very much today. All right. That was some excellent, excellent, excellent training camp live action today. I want to end on this as we had a chance to talk about some of the injuries, who got the reps today, how both teams looked. And again, one more joint practice tomorrow before we get to Patriots at Eagles pretend season game number two, Thursday night, 730 from the link. And on Friday's episode, of course, we'll be back with all of our takes, our analysis, the finalysis, some views, some social media videos and more about how that game went down, who looked the best uh, and who needs to kick rocks and pack up and get out with the rest. Uh, I wanted to just address one thing in the NFL. So, Every preseason, the NFL does this whole po new points of emphasis uh, holding this year. It's going to be uh, this is something that we're going to have the referees look at. It's going to be this on defense. It's going to be uh, pass interference has been something, uh, concussions, uh, aggressive hits, targeting, et cetera. So this year, the whole thing has been taunting. And people have been concerned about the fact that this is going to already take the no fun leagues brand of professional football and defunify it. I made up the word, but work with people. It's going to make the game even less fun because now people can't celebrate and they can't do the things they like to do after the play. Look, you know, celebrating or getting up and saying something in the direction of someone who tried to make a play on you or who maybe got a little bit dirty or someone that's in the scrum or whatnot, 
that's it's that's not that big a deal to me. Flagrant taunting, complete disrespect, and you know aggressive actions that lead to on-field violence. Um, you know, more even physical disrespect than emotional disrespect. That stuff bothers me, but not to the point where it should be a penalty and you can't take some of the machismo and the, the genuine combative nature out of the game. It's a contact sport with pads and a helmet. It's great. You know, it's, 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 it's Coliseum based pigskin gridiron battle Royale. I mean, to think that these guys aren't going to want to like flex on people and get excited about the plays they make is ridiculous. And, so Warren Sharp tweeted out this video from Bill Belichick, and, it, and everyone was quote-tweeting it and sharing it yesterday because in the preseason game between the Colts and the Panthers, there was a running back for the Colts who basically like dragged a portion of the Panthers' defense for a couple of yards, and one guy in particular, almost 10 yards, getting a first down. And when he got up from the, from the pile of people trying to tackle him, he sort of turned around and in the general direction-ish, maybe sort of adjacent to the last tackler, kind of like flexed and probably said something like, oh, that was pretty impressive by me, was it not? All right, he probably said something a little more aggressive or a little, a little dirtier, a little more adult than that, but um, this is a family program. And he got called for the 15-yard taunting penalty, which is insane. It is insane to me. They're just, they're taking everything football out of I, look, I love Larry Fitzgerald and everyone else who would catch a touchdown, turn around, and just hand the ball to the referees and officials like a gentleman. But we can't have 22 Larry Fitzgeralds out on the field because, yes, the game would be surgically run. It would be probably a beautiful game that's being played. But that, that's just not the way it works. I like the personalities, you know. You're allowed to have these choreographed dance moves and these celebrations, but you can't, like, have a little bit of an intense, you know, have a little rivalry with a cornerback that's covering you or a defensive lineman that's, or a linebacker that's trying to chase you down or someone that you juke. I mean, that's just the competitive nature of men. And to deny it is nuts. So I wanted to once again share this clip of Bill Belichick that Warren Sharp shared recently about this foolish taunting penalty and how insane it is to me uh, that people shouldn't be allowed to or that they won't be allowed to celebrate together this year. Listen to this line. This is from Bill Belichick when he was mic'd up for NFL Films way back in 2009, talking about why he thinks it's cool or why it's okay for players to celebrate after they make plays. Take a listen. There's nothing wrong. In fact, you should be excited when you make a play. Hell, look at all the work you put into it, all the time that you've spent and practice of putting into it and to go out there in a game competitively and execute it well and make a play, you should be excited about it. And your teammates should be excited too. And you see when we're playing with energy and when we're playing with emotion and when we're not. Nice play, Ty. Can't even see one guy saying, good hit. Walk back to the huddle and it's a God, it looks like we don't even care. We aren't good enough to play that way. I don't know that anybody is. So Gary, you know it's a good play. Just doesn't really register with anybody else. I Just look at this right here. Do you think we were ready to play against Denver last year, Monday night? It's so obvious. It's so visible. And when you can show that picture visually to your opponent, that's what intimidation is. That's the look right there, fellas. It's going to be a long night. See, there it is. Bill Belichick, you should be playing with emotion. These players deserve to get excited. They feed off of each other. They get excited together. They celebrate their own teammates making plays. And to take that away from these players, 
to strip them of the ability to celebrate and have, you know, have some, you know, slightly at, at times, you know, we're not talking to keep to leave us, but you know, we're not chain snatching here, but to, to not allow these guys to get pumped up and fired up together. And, you know, this is a competition. This isn't, this isn't a card match. This isn't a yard game. This is football. It's aggressive. It's competitive. It's physical. It's violent. It's absurd. It's exciting. And this is one of the things that makes the game fun for so many people. You just heard it from the greatest coach of all time, and I just wanted to weigh in one last time there and just say it's ridiculous, and hopefully the NFL will use the preseason to realize that 0.0% of all other human beings outside of 345 Park Avenue who came up with this idea to make taunting a point of emphasis can kick rocks without socks because it sucks. All right, there we go. I said it. You heard it. That's the end of today's episode of New England Training Camp Live, Monday, August 16th, 2021. This is your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens, covering the Pats, providing firsthand Foxborough analysis like no other. Follow me on the socials at FitzyGFY, the IG, the TikTok, and the Gram. Uh, that is the Gram, rather. Excuse me. The IG, the TikTok, and the Twitter um, at FitzyGFY. We'll be back on Friday. With another special guest, like I said, reviewing Patriots-Eagles pretend season game number two. That should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to tomorrow's practice. Make sure you follow Elliot Shore Parks for his insight at day two of joint practice between the Eagles and the Patriots. Okay, everybody, make sure you take care of yourselves. Stay safe, drink up, God bless, and as always, go Pats.